It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to what is hopefully going to be a very happy edition of the Pinkin.com Norwich City podcast coming to you in the wake of a superb 3-1 home win over Newcastle which has well and truly got Norwich's Premier League season up and running. I am David Freezer and I am alongside our group football editor Paddy Davitt and we're also joined by a new voice to the pod, City fan Andrew Ryan who was in the South Stand for today's game. Uh, Paddy, I will come to you first. Just uh, just how impressed were you with that performance? Super impressed Dave, yeah. That was... Um... That was a statement of intent, no doubt about it, from uh, from back to front. The only blemish, obviously, letting Newcastle in for, for a goal right at, the, right at the end of the game. but So the clean sheet would have really put the tin hat on it. But, um, yeah, the sun was shining and uh, it was a, it was a very, very... Um, well, Farker had just been into his press conference, called it thunder and lightning in the first half. I think <laughs> he meant in terms of the, the manner of Norwich's performance and uh, that did set the tone. Um, We'll get on to the, the headline act, but uh, yeah, as, as an afternoon, very uplifting, and uh, it feels like Norwich are up to speed already in the Premier League. Absolutely. Timu Puki, who else with the goals? Uh, first Premier League hat trick for Norwich City in the top flight, uh, or a first top flight hat trick for Norwich City since September 1993, since Efren Koku in that game against Everton when he scored four. So that kind of signals how good this performance was that they're hitting those sort of levels. Andrew, what did you make of it? Well, it was a delight to be there, really. I mean, I think that with those, there were signs in the second half at Liverpool that from an attacking point of view, we were very we could do this, we could break teams down. I think over the last couple of seasons, the League Cup ties against the Premier League teams yeah, yeah. demonstrated that that style of football would have you know, a positive impact at this level. And today was yeah, a perfect example of that. Well, it was certainly one of those days you got to savour because I don't think they'll get too many uh, 3-1 wins with that kind of a performance at, at the very least. Um, we've got a little bit of Timu Puki coming your way as well as a little bit of Grant Hanley before the pod is out. Um, and hopefully our video guru, as we like to call him, Tony Thrussell, who's just uh, eagerly working away at the moment, is going to join us before the end as well because he has a slight affinity for Newcastle. So I'm interested to... Uh... He's, he's, he's still crying at the minute. <laughs> yeah. He says he's working, but no, he's shaking his head, but he's definitely crying. I can see the tears. He's trying to hold him back. I'm interested to hear his thoughts on Joe Linton, but <laughs> let's let's get into the game then, Paddy. Um, the the performance, the the positivity was pretty immediate, wasn't it? That the atmosphere was great, the sun was shining. Campwell and Pookie both had chances before Pookie took the lead for Norwich, and it was just a, a dominant performance, really, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and I guess the caveat with all of this discussion uh, will be. Was it Norwich was super good or were Newcastle not really at the races? And um, I guess it's hard to definitively put that benchmark performance level. But for me, it was all about Norwich. I thought Newcastle's game plan clearly was to sit back a little bit deeper and hit Norwich on the counter, which allowed, and you touched on him there, Campwell, Tribal and Liner. Those three really set the, the tone for me in the first half. 
they were allowed to get on the ball from a Newcastle perspective far too often, uh, far too easily, and they the, the speed and the tempo that they injected into the game, and of course that then brought Max Aaron's Jamal into the game. I mean, when the Steeperman, I thought a lot better than than against Liverpool overall, and then um, and then the main man himself. So, yeah, if there was a little bit of an invitation from the way Newcastle set up, Norwich certainly grasped the opportunity, and um, yeah, that was yeah a very very vibrant display and. Uh, yeah, okay, Pookie will get the headlines, but um, I mean Cantwell today, dear me, you know the pivotal for two of the goals and just his all-round display. What a mature young man we're seeing there. Two games into the Premier League, it looks like he doesn't, you know, feel that he's now trying to prove himself at this level. He, it feels like that he actually knows, or he feels he knows that he belongs in the Premier League, and and he's playing like a guy who's been at that level for for a number of years. So. Um, everywhere you looked for me, uh, positives, and that includes Farker, who clearly got it spot on with his selections. You know, Leitner coming in for Kenny McLean, um, and boy, did that pay off. It's that number fourteen on on his back, isn't it? It's working its magic. Wes would be proud. Um, but there was a scare, wasn't there, before the goal? Uh, Joe Linton, as we say, forty million pound signing from Hoffenheim, was it um, in the summer? And he really should have put Newcastle ahead, yeah, shouldn't he? He should have. I mean, that was the thing fine margins but Norwich for the first 20 minutes or so three or four good chances Dubravka was very good you know coming off his line quickly um, denied Cantwell denied Pookie on a couple of occasions but at nil-nil yeah Norwich switched off a little bit ball comes in I think it was Richie was it crossed it from the right and um, I don't, I don't, Hayden I think sorry it was Hayden, Hayden Isaac Hayden you're right yeah um, and I'd have to see it back again i only seen it once in real time but clearly defensively wasn't good enough because the guy's risen eight yards out unmarked and I don't know what he's done whether he's seen it whether it's come over a, the back of a notch defender and he's seen it late yeah, or it was, what it was Hanley Hanley just couldn't reach it I think essentially yeah, it was possibly. a nice dipping cross he, he really sort of strained and just couldn't quite get to it but you know we make, for a £40 million striker we're making excuses he sh- that should have been buried oh, and then absolutely. it's 1-0, 1-0 Newcastle and the game is totally different then there'll be a few nerves both on, on the park and around the stadium and uh, Newcastle probably grow even more into the game because they were coming into it I felt from maybe 25 minutes onwards to half-time. I thought they had a decent spell. So, fine margins, but uh, hey, you know, they didn't take their chances and Norwich certainly did. Let's talk about that goal then. By the time you guys are listening to this, I dare say you will have watched it many times. Some of you, (laughs) dozens of times, I would have thought. Uh, It was an absolute cracker. A corner comes across. Mo Leitner keeps the attack alive, gets the ball back to Marco Stieperman. He then turns it back wide to Buendia. Cross comes back across back over from the right headed up and then Timu Pookie is there to meet it on the volley and how would you describe that goal Andrew? Awesome I guess is the word I mean it's from where I was sitting in the the south stand I was right in line on that angle and when it dropped it was just perfect that the contact the flight it was just like a rocket going to the back of the net and and they deserved it and and I think as you said Leitner was key in that build-up and I think he was key all throughout the game he's you know, on, on this evidence, he's a real Rolls Royce of a player. The way that he takes the ball, he controls the ball, he, uh, he sort of dominates play, he dictates the pace of it. And Newcastle just backed off him, and he was just drifting past player after player. And he, for me, I know that Pookie and Cantwell were probably the headline acts, but I think Leitner was probably the heartbeat of that performance. That's good to hear because I did him as our player watch, so <laughs> people will be able to go and find that. Uh, that would be. If you told Andrew, say it that. Is. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, I did think he was very good and, and tribal as well. I thought really got stuck in. I thought that was a, a quite exceptional performance from him. He was um, he was pivotal and, and 
you know, I'd, I'd written after the Liverpool game that I thought Lightner should start, and I'm pleased to see that Daniel reads my column. So, uh, <laughs> but no, he, he made the right call on that one. That was the only change, wasn't it, to the starting eleven? Kenny McLean dropped to the bench, and, and yeah, Lightner really was pivotal. Let's move on to the second goal, um, which uh, Cant- Cantwell pivoted yes, away from his marker. Yeah, and I put it in one of my pointers actually. Um, Take your mind back to Reading last season when he really announced his arrival. Uh, again, it was Cantwell darting through the centre of the park. Perfectly timed pass. Pookie, one touch. In fact, I think the Reading goal, he just basically hit it first time. But today, similar sort of movement. That left-hand channel of the box for Newcastle. Um, check inside. And then, I've seen it back on the telly. What a finish. He's purposely, there's no luck involved. He's purposely put it through the legs of the defender. And in doing so, he's wrong-footed the Bravka, whose obviously weight is going to his left-hand side. High, high quality finish from uh, a player who, you know, if Cantwell looks like he's Premier League quality, then this guy, I don't know what what, you'd, what label you'd attach <laughs> to him because four goals in two Premier League games. But that, yeah, that was that was a guy who knows every inch of his game and what he's good at and what and his, the ability to execute in those high pressure moments. You know, there was, I don't know how many chances he missed in pre-season, but there's a reason why it's pre-season because when it really matters, he's there uh, and you can rely on him. And um, but but. To underline the point, that goal owes everything to Cantwell's initial movement yeah. and then the quality pass, the timing of the pass as well. High quality goal. That was that was brave, I thought, from Todd. That was the kind of risk that he hasn't really been taking maybe at times in the second half of last season. You know, he's he's d- taken a risk there to create something. And of course, that doesn't come off every time. But I seen, I, I think it was after the Atalanta game when I interviewed him when he... he said that he feels that him and Pookie have a real chemistry. I think we saw that. And then, of course, it was the third goal, which... Funnily enough, um, actually takes Pookie to uh, 34 goals for Norwich, which already makes him level 50th in the all-time top scorer charts for Norwich, level with Craig Bellamy and Chris Martin. So that is a heck of an achievement in in a year, isn't it? And the third goal, Cantwell again pivotal. um, Actually, all pretty much came from Tim Krull claiming a corner really strongly, didn't it? Uh, Another good day for, for Krull. Steepman sets what looked to be Pookie initially through, but Pookie was offside, so he moved away from the ball. Cantwell luckily got onto it and kept attacking, and essentially that then meant that him and Pookie had a two-on-one situation. Pookie came back behind the ball. Second phase of play, he's then onside because in the in, in the instant that the ball ended up in the back of the net, my concern was, oh, are we going to VAR here? Was that going to be offside? But no, Pookie had got himself onside and was then able to take advantage of Cantwell keeping the move alive and slot home quite easily, I suppose, from from that distance. So a hat-trick. And at that point, Andrew, Carroll Road was, was absolutely bouncing, wasn't it? it? It was. I think that there's always, when you play as well as we did in the first 15 minutes or so, but don't score, and then, of course, the Newcastle guy misses an absolute sitter. And from where I was, it... I've no idea how he missed that. And you, you fear the worst. He's thinking, here we go again. Um, but they stuck at it. They kept their heads. They kept playing the way that they wanted to play. They kept the confidence in, even in defence, when it's a bit ropey and they're trying to play out. You're, you know, you, you're crossing your fingers sometimes. But the whole positivity from the crowd, the positivity of the players, it's it was a great day. Yeah. It, you know, there's no other way of, of, of doing it. Puki is just tremendous. He's the absolutely the ideal forward for, for that system they play. And... And you've got to like, you've, well, you've got to love the way he scores. He's so cool in front of goal, and also I think at one point he ran back seventy or eighty yards defensively to yeah. help his defence out. And you're just thinking that man is—he epitomises all that's good about that side. 
that was almost as loud a cheer as his goals, wasn't it? Oh, that, yeah. Because yeah. Hanley was Hanley had sort of got himself out of bother, but was mm. still under pressure. And then Pookie just emerges from nowhere midway through the second half, and, and what a cheer that got. Mm. Um, well, this seems an appropriate moment to hear from the main man himself. So here is a bit of Timu Pookie's post-match reaction. Timo, a little stat for you. Yeah. You've moved into level 50th place in the club's all-time goal-scoring list by scoring those four goals. You've only been here a year. How does that make you feel? Uh, obviously, really, really proud. It's been uh, yeah, a great time since since the first day I came here, and uh, it's been uh, yeah, it's been best time of my uh, career so far. So I'm happy, happy about that. You moved level with Craig Bellamy and Chris Martin, by the way. Okay. So, um, we were talking in in Germany after the Schalke game, saying life's great for you at the moment, isn't it? New contract, getting married, and everything. Are, are you sort of still pinching yourself to an extent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's been. Uh, uh, yeah, great like couple of years already in, uh, in my life, and um, just just happy how things are going, and uh, and I hope and believe uh, things will keep going well. Moving forward, as as long as these chances keep coming your way, I guess you just feel you're in such a good flow that as long as they keep coming, you're, you're going to keep putting them away. Yeah, of course that's uh, what I what I believe, and, uh, and yeah, already in the first half I got a couple couple chances where I could score score earlier as well so so like I said like this team they are creating a lot of chances uh, and it's uh, just so enjoyable to play with these guys straight on to another tough game Chelsea at home next week but after a result like that you're all going to bounce into that aren't you? yeah of course yeah uh, that's uh, one of the top teams in this league so so but we can take a lot of positive out of this game and, uh, and have a good week in training and uh, we'll be ready on, uh, on Saturday Okay, um, unfortunately, there was one negative to uh, finish on, um, so we're, we're going to have to go to that, because I do feel we've been... Hold on, Dave. Is the negative Tony about to join us? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Good timing. Um... <laughs> Only negative from a Newcastle uh, new 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 <laughs> perspective. Well, unfortunately for Grant Hanley, after his horror moment at Liverpool, that own goal, he was involved in um, 94th minute unfortunately uh, the clean sheet goes out the window which is a real shame because I think Norwich had deserved it and Krull was probably really disappointed Hanley was definitely disappointed as um, uh, as you'll hear afterwards he said you know wasn't too down because on the back of a 3-1 win but Shelby gets into the box and attacks him and, and Hanley just sort of seemed to be sold by almost a bit of a sway of the body went one way and then almost sort of tripped a little bit and left a, a clear path to, for Shelby to put the ball into the back of the net but I'll um, I'll come to you first then Tony in, t- in terms of Newcastle that was kind of the only positive of a, of a pretty worrying day wasn't it? Yeah I mean I spoke to a Newcastle fan outside um, who travelled all that way and he seemed overly confident that they were going to win 2-3-0. This is before the game. This is before the game, yeah, yeah, definitely not after. (laughs) Um, So I think there's still that element of Norwich are a newly promoted side, so we're going to win 2-0. That's probably what every single club um, is going to say this year, but you see what they've done out there. And for me, that's the first time I've seen Newcastle play shockingly, horribly negative like that in a long time I mean Benitez against Man City yes but I don't know it just felt like none of the players were on Bruce's side Mm. nothing seemed to click for them there seemed like there was no chemistry and I mean the striker I mean the less said about him the better 40 million when Pukki was free you you compare 
Pookie to him what he offers and it's just I mean what what's what's the world coming to? Forty <laughs> <laughs> uh, million. And look, but uh, I do think Pookie scoring last week has probably helped him Big today. Yeah. Jolinton, if he'd have scored last week, maybe confidence you get snowballed. But I mean, yeah. Well, I, th- I thought on the whole, um, there was one early slip from Hanley, wasn't there, where he um, got closed down pretty quickly after the kickoff. But otherwise, I thought him and Godfrey looked really determined and formed a pretty solid wall in front of, of Krill before, obviously, that late disappointment. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, he will, he will be quite sore, I think, when he when he sees that back, because um, yeah, that did, that did just mar what would have been a very good centre back performance. But Ben Godfrey, for me, dear, dear oh lord, I mean. When Newcastle did have that good spell in the first half, and um, they were trying to break with speed, I mean, the gears that man just goes through. There was two or three occasions when he's ran back towards his own goal, and essentially he's in a leg race with a, with a Newcastle player. And uh, yeah, he on the back of the Liverpool performance, where I thought he was probably the pick of Norwich's defenders. He's a bit like Campbell. He's another one who has thought, yeah, this is me. This is my environment. Yeah. I'm going to stick my chest out, and I'm going to show I can play at this level as good as any player. Um, and it did work with yeah it did work with Grant today. I thought I thought Grant was very uh, keen not to get allowed Jalint and to get turned or anything like that. You know he was, he was very aggressive in his one on one defending, and I think that's the way he has to play. That's that's yeah. his game really. Um, if he gets isolated, uh, you fear for him, and particularly with the speed, he certainly hasn't got Godfrey's uh, gas. So um, as a blend, it worked quite well today. Yeah. And funnily enough, you could almost say that most people would say Emmy Buendia is probably Norwich's best player and he probably hasn't quite got going yet has he so that that's that's a, a real positive to have in the back pocket almost yeah no well there was a, the assist for the for the goal that was a little more than the consolation at Anfield but um, yeah no uh, we don't need him at the minute what, what, <laughs> with, with Pookie firing we might need him maybe next week yeah. against Chelsea yeah oh yeah he's not been bad or anything is no, he? but no, no. he's better than what he, he, he showed today I think um, but Overall, uh, a worrying day for Newcastle, I, I guess. And from Norwich' point of view, I, th- I think this is one of those days where all the, all this talk that we've had in terms of the national media and just not getting it, just not understanding what Norwich are trying to do, there's going to be a lot of comment on radio and in, and in newspapers almost taking a backward step now and saying, oh, hang on, maybe we should have listened to the Norwich fans. I, I got a message after the game from one of my mates saying, are you going to ring up TalkSport? <laughs> 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 Which I won't be. I'll, I will very much be... Uh, before I try and sort of say I was right in any kind of way because there's a long, long way to go. There's still 36 matches to go. Just because you won 3-1 in August does not mean that you're going to survive in the Premier League. They've got to keep that sort of level consistently for for quite a long while. But from the outside looking in, Andrew, do you worry for Newcastle and the situation they're in, the negativity? Um, I'm not in the slightest bit bothered about Newcastle. <laughs> um, but they... Yeah, I mean, it's, it can't be a great environment for the, the club at the moment, for the players. You've got the fans even today were singing for for the owner to get out and they don't seem to have embraced Bruce. Nice and, the, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, the heads did seem to drop a bit. And and I think these are the sort of games that we need to get points in. You know, it's all nice to go to Liverpool and Man City, but we're not competing against them. Yeah. We've, we've got to compete against Newcastle and the, the lesser teams like that. And that's all we can do. Okay, in in terms of Newcastle, then Tony, just final, final word on them. Um, are you concerned now? Do you do you think they could be heading towards a relegation battle? Because I mean, if if they continue like that, Steve yeah. Bruce, who of course popular in these parts from, um, you know, that goal against Ipswich, and he played very well for Norwich as a player. But if they continue to play like that, he's not going to be in that job for very long, is he? No, I mean, it, it's not his fault though, is it? Let's be honest. I mean, you look at their recent history, and it's it's been a cycle, a couple of years up relegation 
couple of years up relegation, so they could be on for the third one if uh, they carry on. Well, that would be good news for Norwich <coughs> because uh, yeah. we're all looking for those three teams who, who can be below Norwich. And as we all know, just surviving one year at this level financially would just change the course of the, the just club's Just interestingly, future. when they did come up last time, Lascelles was talked about being a uh, big money move to, say, Chelsea. Mm. Godfrey now is kind of overtaken him. He's the one where you could see moving on to to a bigger team. Yeah, and don't, not... Don't sell him yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not until the summer, next summer at the least, you know, when they've stayed up. Well, if he keeps going in this vein, he's just showing all the character of a top player, isn't he? I mean, and beyond, you know, Rio Ferdinand's involved with him in, in a commercial way, isn't he? Because he's uh, a mentor for Ben's agency. Mm. But that's probably not accidental that they've been brought together in that way because there is there is sort of reminiscence of Rio Ferdinand in his game, isn't there? He's got that real big character and determination to him he, he really looks like a guy who's going to thrive he's a fantastic role model because what a player Rio was uh, mm, in his was. in his pomp and uh, I mean you look you look just look at the mechanics of that game that guy's game I mean physically as an athlete he's Premier League you know you can see you see him he, he, he's got the pace we've seen that again today in the first half don't underestimate his range of passing we've all seen him pinging those diagonal balls um, from sort of left to, to Max Aaron's uh, is that all he's really lacking probably is that experience because um, it, it, you, you mustn't forget that he only really came into the Norwich first team around the turn of this year uh, at Christmas time got his chance when there was those injuries to Cruel and sorry not Cruel uh, Closer and, and Zimmerman so in terms of his career development he is he's only only in the first sort of flush of, of his career so we maybe don't want to overburden him with too many expectations at the minute but every every Test has been put in front of him in an orange shirt. He's passing w- with flying colours. So long may that continue. But um, yeah, him, Aaron's, Lewis, uh, and now Cantwell. Uh, there might be some telephone numbers getting talked about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stuart Weber might be rubbing his hands. But as we say, just to reiterate, not maybe until next summer. Thank you. New, new yeah. stadium. New stadium. What? Just on those three. <laughs> Hundred plus mil. You could be talking. Well, you could certainly at least rebuild new the city stand. New stand. <laughs> Uh, right, let's hear a bit from Grant Hanley then. Well, congratulations. Um, how pleased are you guys with that result as a starting point? No, massively. I think it's, you know, especially after last week to, you know, we kind of got, got us started, been um, to bounce back for that way a win and, uh, you know, an emphatic win. It's you know, the lads are buzzing and, you know, it's, it's a good feeling. Let's get the negative bit out of the way. The, the little bit at the end, uh, you must have been disappointed with it, but does the positivity of the day overall override it for you? No, we, we were and you know as especially as defenders and um big time and goals as well. But the whole team, you know, were disappointed with that and you know, that's the first thing we spoke about when we got in and there was you know a few heated words but and I think that shows uh, you know what we're all about and you know what we're we're looking to do and the you know the bands we we put on each other. Um but, I mean once once uh, the emotion of that settles down and you and you get past it and that's a massive three points for us. Prior to that, obviously there was the difficulties of last week, but that all finished on a high. I thought you and Ben really had the bit between your teeth and you looked very determined before that little negative towards the end. So did you feel, before that happened, you, you were pleased with what had happened? you got to keep mentioning the negative bit at the end, or what? I'm, try, I'm trying to get it out of the yeah. way, so <laughs> we can focus on the positives. <laughs> no, I think but, so. I mean, I mean, obviously we, we wanted to respond for last week. Um, you know, it was, it was a tough start for us, but... Um, you know, we're, dis- we're disappointed, but like you said, I think we we're better in the second half uh, last week. But you know, to bounce back and, and get a win and 
uh, that's what it's all about and you know we're pleased with that and you personally against your former club big Premier League chance how, how fired up are you for this now no, of course it's um, it's it's where you want to be at the end of the day isn't it? when you start playing football you want to play in the best league in the world it's the Premier League um, you know we've got an opportunity to do that so you know it's no wonder what we miss Tom Anna just finally Chelsea another big game uh, I guess you're all just going to be bouncing into that full of confidence I think we'll enjoy this one first yeah for tonight's week Monday no worries well done Grant cheers from true crime to football Brexit to folklore for more great podcasts from Archant head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant Right, well, we are recording uh, in the aftermath of the game on Saturday, so we obviously haven't seen Match of the Day and things like that, but I have a feeling they may well be showing that yellow wall celebrating with Daniel Farker at full time and the Farker waves, you know, he, he didn't do them at Liverpool, wasn't appropriate, they'd lost despite the positivity, but they really went for it. That the, All the flags, all the colour, the sun shining down, Carrow felt like a very happy place. How How was Daniel's mood? Was he trying to trying to sort of keep feet on the ground in that classic sort of manager way or was he just beaming like a Cheshire cat? A bit of both. Internally he was beaming I think but uh, yeah I mean he was predictably asked about Pookie, predictably asked about Cantwell, he came back with his stock answer when he talks about any of the young players that he doesn't like to praise them overly. There was a really nice line though now I think about it on Cantwell he said I Daniel, this is said. I don't give out presents, so if that guy's in the team, he's delivering. Um, it's it's not good enough to be a local hero. I think he was even the phrase he used. So, yeah, we, nobody disagreed from what we've seen both today and and obviously the Liverpool game um, that that guy is delivering uh, and is justifying his place in the team. Um, yeah, in general, I, I think you could tell. You could tell that he, he was. He was a very happy head coach uh, after that game because he's put a plan in place, he's trusted those players, he's brought Leitner in, and it's almost every card he played today has paid off. And for a head coach, that must be hugely satisfying. Mm-hmm. And let's let's get it straight, Daniel Farker's first win as a Premier League manager. It's yeah. a big milestone for him, as much as it is for the players. And uh, and you would think that will only give him another burst of, of self-confidence as well, that he knows his methods, because he obviously knew you only have to put a trophy on the table. His methods were more than effective in the Championship. Would they work in the Premier League? Well, on the evidence of the first two games, you would have to say yes. Uh, his coaching uh, would appear to be able to produce results and that's a great position to be in if you're a Norwich fan. Our first Premier League win for Aarons, Godfrey, Lewis, Tribal, Leitner, Steepman, Campwell, Buendia, Pookie, all of them. They, they just, that Premier League experience isn't there. I know some of them have got Bundesliga experience, but that was a massive, massive day in a lot of careers and, and really opens eyes for what could be ahead for a lot of them this year. You know, fingers crossed if they can continue playing like that. And of course, they're going to need to because, Andrew, I'll come to you, Chelsea <laughs> next week. <laughs> it's going to be a real tough one, isn't it? That You know, they pushed Liverpool hard in the, in the Super Cup final. I know they had a difficult opening weekend against Manchester United and Frank Lampard is, is trying to sort of almost start something fresh there. But that's that's now going to be the sort of minimum level Norwich is going to have to hit to, to get anything out of that game, you would have thought. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they've obviously been in Europe for however many years. They've had hundreds of millions of pounds spent on their squad. But those, as I said before, those aren't the games that we need to be get too carried away with if we win or get a result and be too disheartened if we get thumped because they're in a different league within a league to us. Um, but it'll be really interesting to see what will happen if we can play, maintain that level of performance from today on Saturday because they are top players and, and I think we could cause them and 
over optimistically maybe Man City some real problems <laughs> I, I'm full of misplaced optimism <laughs> one point behind Man City <laughs> I like that now Manchester City well, Champions League won't have fired up by then will it so no they won't have played mm. played a midweek is that before the international break it's after it isn't it so oh, okay, yes. yeah. it might, Champions League starts after the international break yeah so. so they might be thinking ahead I have to have, a, have to have a look at the fixtures on that one but yeah that I mean Manchester City if they get anything out of that that mm. would be a, a heroic effort but Chelsea that's, they're not quite on that same level at the moment are they so no. we shall see there's going to be um, a lot of excited build up to it um, one word Tony and I'll come to you Paddy as well to describe the, the pucky goal the, the the first one the volley into to the top left corner um for myself, it was confusion because, <laughs> really? because initially I thought it had hit the side netting and then gone round yeah, yeah. behind. Oh right, but, yeah. But then, I mean, it was just watching the replay. Incredible. I thought you were going to say disappointment then. <laughs> Let your black and white got it, got it tinted spectacles. Yeah. And your, uh, your one uh, word, Pad? Sublime, mate. Sublime. Just everything about that. The execution was perfect. The control, because you know you don't hit a ball as pure as that unless. Uh, you know, you've got high levels of technique, so yeah, sublime, mate. I'll go with Rocket. I don't think that's just because I watched Apollo 13 last night. <laughs> but um, yeah, just the way he connected. It was almost like uh, Alex Tetty's goal, but obviously a lot closer to goal and in the other corner. But it was at the same end, wasn't it, at the river end? So it just, the, the contact, and he almost, I'm not sure who, who it was. Was it Buen? No, it wasn't it was Buendi. Yeah, there was a player sort of in his way. Cantwell. Was it Cantwell? Yeah, and he, he just basically said get out of the way <laughs> I'm having this one so that was that was a, a great moment and yeah we can really uh, we can really look forward to uh, to the rest of the season now because that's teed up very nicely right well thank you very much chaps for, for that that was um, we flew through that very quickly plenty to talk about um, I don't think we're going to struggle for things to write about this week are we um, I should just say to you that um, this podcast is brought to you by Archant Podcasts and anybody that's interested in uh, sponsoring us or advertising the show can email matt.withers at archant.co.uk that's withers w I-T-H-E-R-S um, as I said last week we've been going for over 10 years and we'll be keeping going strong as best as we can throughout this season and as ever this is your podcast as much as it is ours so um, if you'd like to get in touch then please do um, and another thing we'd quite like to hear from you is um, where you listen to the show when we had a, uh, a few tweets um, from last week's one there was one from Canada and um, yeah um, so we're always interested in where you listen to the show the weirder the better <laughs> if anything um, but we've certainly had plenty from um, plenty from America and uh, well, that was a really good segue that Dave I didn't even know you were going to do that yeah. either but I'll, I'm going to have to let you take the lead on this story pad yeah, but we, 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 we had a present from the States we did I wasn't planning to segue into this yeah. but um, Virginia Tech well Tony let Tony explain the present I'll just read the letter we were sent um, so it's a Virginia Tech Hokies is that their nickname Hokies I'm guessing which is a college I guess yeah must be. Uh, it's yes. a bottle hugger. You basically put your little beer bottle in, keeps it cold. Which we often have plenty of exactly. at a game. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the yeah, I guess in hotter countries, the idea is to yes. to keep your it's beer. It's a very American Australian invention, I think. Mm -hmm. We don't have too much goods through here, but but just explain further, Pat. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, we had a lovely letter and uh, the what are they called again, Tony? Uh, the Hokies. The Hokies. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Hokies, yeah. From Stephen Noakes. So thank you, Stephen. Very much appreciated. Who basically is from the well he's based in the hometown of Blacksborough the university is called Virginia Tech um, and the Hokies is the nickname for their American football team uh, 68,000 stadium apparently talking of stadiums 
college team. Uh, he teaches first year undergrads, which is great fun and challenging. Um, and he's thanking us for, I presume he must have a Norwich connection. Uh, yeah, he, he was at the QPR game last season, apparently. Uh, that was his first Norwich game in 17 years. So we're assuming he's a son of Norfolk or, or a strong Norwich City connection. And uh, he's just thanking us for all our coverage. So, uh, as you say, Dave, we, we go far and wide. And just, just to get through um, a few of those who uh, let us know this week where they are listening from. Joachim Broberg is from Tidaholm in Sweden. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, Nathan Burtonshaw is in Mordor, a.k.a. Leeds. Uh, Charles Gray uh, listens in Sydney, Australia. Um, I would imagine he may well be making the effort to go and see a certain Mr Houlihan playing for Newcastle Jets, who, uh, which is also in New South Wales. Um, during the A-League season and the final one I've got for now is Wayne Smith who is listening in Toronto, Canada so keep them coming it's really interesting to hear where everybody listens to the pod from um, I, I think from our um, online stats we do get quite a lot of people outside of the UK who um, consume our stuff on our website it's on the app and uh, listen to the pod so um, that's always good fun and like I say the weirder the better so we will leave things uh, there uh, enjoy your week I'm sure that's not going to be hard on the back of a 3-1 win we will catch up with you guys ahead of the Chelsea game as I say plenty to enjoy at Penguin.com throughout the week and we will catch up with you soon so thank you very much for listening With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.